This episode is part of a special series of guest appearances commissioned in response to the worldwide coronavirus outbreak. We've rounded up experts from different fields for their take on managing the lifestyle and business adjustments this entails. Today's episode features entrepreneur, award-winning business author and branding and marketing expert Chris Ward, who helps us explore how to build a business with a great team without breaking the bank in a way that allows you to scale fast whilst creating time freedom and profitability, even in an uncertain economy. This episode was recorded on the evening of Tuesday, March 24th, just 24 hours after the UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson had announced brand new isolation enforcement measures here in the UK. And Chris answers in full recognition of that fact with all of the advice that she gives. Welcome to today's special episode. Have you ever wondered what it takes to create a life that's free from the bonds of corporate slavery? Maybe you're already on that journey, but you're still figuring it out. This show aims to show you the way by sharing the real stories, strategies, tactics, trials and tribulations of freedom seekers at different stages of their journeys, from running a business on the side to serial entrepreneurs who've launched and scaled multiple multi-million dollar firms. Hello! I'm Craigie B. This is Corporate Escape Plan. Hey, hey, it's me, Craigie B. Welcome to this special edition of the Corporate Escape Plan. Today's guest is a podcaster and author of the Amazon best-selling book, Win the Hour, Win the Day. Also the name of her platform for helping entrepreneurs simultaneously multiply their revenue and time off. She has been extensively interviewed by well-known media personalities and featured on dozens of leading podcasts. She's also done plenty of media work on radio and TV too. She is also the host of the Entrepreneurship Podcast, Now Your Business. So, who is she? Well, I'm really pleased to introduce you to Chris Ward. And she's on a mission to help entrepreneurs have the impact on the world, which not only their talents, but today's uncertain times demand. So welcome to the show, Chris. It's great to have you here today. Oh, I'm super excited and just honored to be here. Fabulous. Now, I'd just like to invite you to color in some of the gaps and share for the benefit of our audience, a little bit of your own backstory before we crack into today's subject. Okay, so I have a marketing agency and I was pulled away from that agency for about two years when my husband had been diagnosed with colon cancer. So when I returned after his passing, uh, my clients had no idea of my absence. They didn't understand that I was away. They didn't know anything I was going through. And they were just really quite shocked when they found out that, you know, uh, the news of his death. And so they started to ask me really gently, how was it I managed that? Because if you take the emotion out of, you know, the drama and and all that that goes with losing your best friend and, and family dynamics, you know, chemotherapy, doctor's appointments, that in itself is a full-time job. Plus, of course, a business that at the time 
time. He's only like five or six years old. And mm -hmm. so they were like, how did we not know? Right. So I started working with these clients because they were impressed upon my ability to do this. And, and of course I had a renewed faith in how important it is to have a business that supports your life and not consumes it. And so I started working with them under the umbrella of, you know, productivity and all that type of stuff. And, you know, they started being able to reach the dreams that they always wanted. And they were starting to be able to take real vacations and make more money. And they weren't slinking away into closets trying to answer emails without offending their family. And, and so, you know, they found it to be a really easy and permanent fix. And it was simple strategies and a different mindset. That's what people keep telling me about the book is that it changes their mindset, how they see time in their business versus all these complicated systems out there. So that's how when the hour, when the day came to light is then I realized when I had all their success, success stories and they were able to start executing projects instead of juggling them and always moving further away from their goal and trying to do it all themselves, I showed them how to really easily implement a team that's so super affordable and just allow them to have fun with their business. Cause I believe business should be fun and life should be more fun. And so I wrote, then I took all that and I put it in a book and I uh, told it in very simple stories so people could digest it and really change their behaviors and enjoy their process and, and all that stuff and took it online. So here I am. That's great. So I'm going to do a little bit of scene setting for the benefit of our audience in the light of the fact that the coronavirus has thrown the world into a sea of change right now. And before I get any further into this, I just want to appreciate you, show my appreciation to you for your courage to show up for this episode at a time of massive change and to share your take given the light of the current challenges. So we're currently in a space where the world is crying out for entrepreneurs to step up and solve a lot of problems right now. But many of these people are actually facing the challenge of doing so whilst acclimatizing to self-isolation, lockdowns, and for example, here in the UK at the time of recording this particular episode, our Prime Minister has just introduced measures that mean no more than two people can congregate in public anymore. So, you know, we're, we're right on the precipice of massive change. And so we have many people who are faced with working, the challenge of working from home for the first time. And not only that, Many people have had their children sent home from school and they're faced with the challenge of ho homeschooling as well. So I'm really keen to hear from you with your backdrop of helping people kind of achieve efficiency and impact in the least amount of time. Your take on how people can set about making those adjustments and begin reclaiming some semblance of control in a way that allows them to begin maximizing the impacts they're, they're having on the world around them. So no pressure there, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, where would you like to start? <laughs> well, let's, uh, maybe, why not the, the challenge of settling into working mm -hmm. from home? Because that, this is affecting a lot of people right now. Yeah. And, you know, that, that is a big life adjustment all on its own. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And, but here I would say though, when you're an entrepreneur, like if, you know, your audience was wanting to be either they're already a part-time or they want to go to a full-time entrepreneur. So if that's in your path already, this is going to be, you know, your journey, because one of the things is we've all learned in the last five years is the laptop lifestyle, although it's oversold, what it really means is you don't have to pay for overhead, right? You don't want to pay for an office that you go to. So most people are making offices in their home, especially when they're a new business to save money, right? And it's like, why make the commute? I can get more work done, save time, all that type of stuff. So this is, was going to happen in their path anyhow. It just happened quickly and suddenly, and there's a few other balls in the air. But that's really what being an entrepreneur is about, is it's never as you planned. And there's always these things coming at you or distractions or, you know, you look up and you mean Christmas. What the heck are you talking about? I don't have time for Christmas. <laughs> so, so really, it's great that you bring this to the forefront. But what I would say to you is anything that we discussed today are going to be tools that they should have in their toolbox anyhow. That would be the first thing I'd say. Great. Okay. So what I would probably tell you in this time of sudden and quick change is I would, you know, talk to you like any entrepreneur and I would tell you there's some things that people do that right off the bat set them up for complete and utter failure. Okay. And these are things that people use most commonly. So for starters, I would say people need to understand that their calendar is their time bank account. Okay. That's it. That's where the time is. You look at the calendar. There's only so many hours in a day. You, what you have to do has to go in there because it takes up time. When you're doing something, it takes up time. And so many people use their calendar for outside forces. Like I have to go to the dentist. I have to be here. I have to do there, whatever. Or in this case where we're all very confined, it's like virtual appointments, but they don't put the work that they have to do on their calendar. They'll say, Chris, I already know I have to do that. I don't have to put it on the calendar. So what I would argue is that's like saying, well, I have a car payment coming out every month of my bank account, but I don't count it because I know it comes out every month. The money is gone, right? So what happens is when you don't put your work on your calendar, you may think you have eight hours today, but in fact, you may only have five. So you've set yourself up to fail right from the get-go. And especially where you say, well, now, Chris, there's even other factors in play. There's kids at home that wouldn't have been at this time of year, but by the by, they would be in the summer. And when you're an entrepreneur, you suddenly look up and go, why are these children home? <laughs> what happened to my workspace? So again, mm -hmm. there may be a quick change, but if this is your passion, these things are going to arise and that's just the way it is. So, you know, then you want to look at, well, where are the maximum peak hours you know, there's two things you need to look at. One is most people set up their day that does not utilize the maximum functionality of their ability. And the second is then you have parameters in the house that you have to navigate around. So the first I would tell you is whenever possible, you want to do the work that requires the most focus or attention first thing. Cause you know what? You're refreshed it's like your cell phone. You don't have a whole bunch of apps open. You don't have decision fatigue, attention residue. You don't have all those things happening. So anything that really takes attention and good focus, you want to get that done. And you can answer emails and stuff like that later in the day when you're like, I can do that, you know, when I'm half dog tired, it's fine. So mm -hmm. depending on what's happening in the house, you might say, okay, can I get up a little earlier before the house gets awake and do that? 
and then it's done. So then I'm not snapping at people at two o'clock. I have to still get this done. And no, I can't do that. Right. So that's two things right off the bat that I would, you know, encourage. And the third thing I would say is a to-do list is really a percolating list of emergencies and people will walk into their workday with a to-do list in hand and that is set, setting you up to fail because there's no increments of time. There's no order. All that's going to happen is stuff that's an emergency will rise to the top. It also really gives you a false sense of what you're capable of getting done. And especially if working from home is new for you, you will be fooled by how long you think the day is. Like you're going to think, oh, I don't have my commute. I don't have to do this. I don't have to talk to Steve who always comes over at my desk. You're going to have this idea that you have more time and that to-do list. You're going to look at the end of the day. Oh my gosh, I had 12 things. I got two done. Okay, I'll, I'll start earlier tomorrow. And then that sets you up for that spinning cycle of stress, anxiety, and failure. So those are some things right off the bat I'd like people to be mindful of. Great start. Some really good stuff in there. I was wondering about the the way you talked about filling the calendar. Uh, are yeah. you saying that you should actually block out every chunk of time for something? Or does it work differently? No. That's a really great question. So what I talk about is if you can win the hour, you can win the day. Because like I said, too many people... Like I used to dive into Monday mornings with my mighty to-do list in my hand and I'd think, oh, for some reason I thought Mondays were longer and I could really get a lot done on Mondays. And, but what happened was I had no idea when things were going off the rails. I, you cannot improve what you don't measure, right? So all of a sudden, you know, at two o'clock, if the printer broke and I'm trying to fix that and all of a sudden I'm behind schedule, two things would happen is I would just try to speed up and stress everyone out. And secondly, I really didn't know how off course I was. So think about it like this. If you were going on a road trip, uh, let's say we're all, you know, if whatever, you're going on a road trip to grandma's house and it's like six hours. Now you would use your GPS. It would tell you when you get there. It'll tell you how long it take. It'll tell you instantly when you're off course. It's awesome. But if you used a to-do list for that trip, it would be like bring cash, bring extra clothes, bring snacks. That has no impact on your success of the trip. It's just a list of things, right? So what happens is most people rely on their to-do list to navigate their day. And I'm not talking about starting to fill out this very heavy, overwhelming, complicated system on your calendar that would just stress you out. But I am saying, if you say from eight to nine, I have to get this report sent into work to show them I am working and it's really important and I can't miss that. Then if you put that on the calendar and say, I've got one hour to get that done instead of, oh, I'm going to get that done today. And then it's a moving target and it's going to be done by 10. Oh, I thought I'd get it done by lunchtime, but now I'll do it right after lunch then that slips out of your control and you just, ah, all of a sudden you're in a panic at four and you feel stressed and it, you don't perform as well. But if you say, okay, this is really important. I'm going to do this from, you know, whatever, eight to nine. Then what happens is you tend to be more effective. A, as I said before, you're fresher at that hour, but B, you have a cap on it. So then if somebody calls you or tries to pull you away from that, you're like, listen, I only got 45 minutes to get this in. I, I got to get this done. And you'll be far more effective doing one thing at a time than splitting it up in pieces all over the day and making more mistakes and stuff. So what I would say is just chunk your work. 
don't get crazy and fill all kinds of silliness in, but make sure the big pieces of work are in there so that then if something happens, you can see when you're off course. Okay, does that's that great. Sense? It certainly does. Now, when it comes to prioritizing work and blocking out those chunks of time for when you you are likely to be the most effective in your in your day, what sort of common mistakes do you come across when you're working with people in terms of prioritizing that work? Like, you know, the mistakes that people make, prioritizing the wrong things that you know maybe they think something's important, but maybe it isn't as important as they think. That's a great question. And I would tell you the biggest waste that most people make, I would say 90% of people make this, is starting with their emails. So what happens is you have this anxiety of, oh, I need to clean my desk to make sure there's no emergencies and check my emails. But what happens is, first of all, you take that really juicy, fresh brain power and you go into your emails and you send it in all different directions. So it's like opening a whole bunch of apps on your phone. And then you have attention residue and you know you have all this other stuff that's happening with the brain and it just instantly decreases it. And you are also letting outside forces control your day. And so then people say, you don't understand my job, Chris. You know, I have to make sure there's no emergencies or whatever. But let's say you, if somebody offered to have an appointment with you first thing in the morning, whether it be virtual or not right now, and you wouldn't say, oh, I've got this, you know, this potential to have this really new client and it would be really great for our business, but I can't meet them first thing in the morning because I have to check my emails. You wouldn't say that. So, you know, you, you go do the important work first, whatever is really the most important for your productivity to move any goal forward that requires the most attention, all that stuff, do that first and, and just stay away from the emails to like, you know, a little bit later, like 10, 11 o'clock in the morning. Cause then if you're interrupted, you're like, you can answer two emails, come back, answer two more, especially where everything's in chaos right now. So I would say the biggest mistake people make is thinking clearing their desk of emails is where you start. But not only for every email I believe that you send out, I believe three come back. I believe there's a boomerang effect. <laughs> but yes. then you used up all your brain power and now you're like, okay, now I got to do that important thing. And you're, you're, you're burnt out by then. Yeah, so you, you kind of, you can end up with a full sense of achievement because you've cleared mm -hmm. 20 or 30 emails, but you, you're actually creating extra work for yourself, but also you're splintering your attention and it's not a, it's not a great way to start the day. No, you have not done any work. You have responded to other people's questions. You might as well stand on a street corner and just answer random questions. Like you haven't done work yet. You haven't done anything that produces a product or gets you a raise of any sort or new business. You have just sort of like played tennis, just hit, protecting yourself from a bunch of balls coming at you. So you it has to be done. Yes, we all live in this email, you know, where it's got us by the throat, but it can wait till later in the day. Okay. So now when you're working with entrepreneurs, they're, they're, their dream is to have an impact driven business. So they want to maximize their impacts on the world. You know, there's a passion that they, they know that their expertise can, can really add value to the world. How do you help these people focus in the right areas and how, how do you steer them towards the biggest things that they need to focus on? 
That is a really great question. I love that you asked it. So what I would tell people is we all start our business with whatever our zone of genius is, whatever our talent is. So, you know, if you're, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something, you're, you could be an author or a fitness, you know, instructor or anything, whatever your zone of, you know, maybe you coach people like yourself that are new to the entrepreneurial world. What I would say is we get distracted with all the pre and post work. So instead of delivering that service, whatever that service is, you get caught up in the busyness of your day and all the admin that goes with it. And what happens is, is you start to do more and more things that pull you away from what you actually suggested people hire you for. I want you to pay me for this. And then you start doing all this other stuff and you start doing the this less and less and less. And so I'm a big proponent of people should have a team. And and a team could be somebody that is working for you for three hours a week. They don't have to be local. They're very affordable. We have resources now that we didn't have even five years ago. If you can hold a cheap coffee in your hand, you can get support. And what that support would do would allow you to focus on the things that you know bring in the revenue that you're really good at. And then you can delegate and get some of this mundane, repetitive stuff off your desk. Then people often say to me, you know what? but Chris, I can't afford it, or I don't have a system to train people. And then I show my clients like, okay, like this thing you're doing right now, let's just hit that button there and screen capture it. And you did it for three minutes. Now you hand it to this person that you're paying very inexpensively because they're on the other side of the world. And now they know how to do it because we did a screen capture and then we gave them a three minute video. That's that. And even if they clear up two hours of your day and you only hire them for four hours this week, that's four hours that you can get something out to get that next client. So what happens with entrepreneurs is they start splitting themselves into all these different avenues that they shouldn't be in. And they keep moving further and further away from the goal up to including hiring people. Like I've had people say, okay, Chris, you're right. Cause I always say team, you know, to team to me means together, everyone accelerates money. Right. And they'll say, oh, you're right, Chris. We, I should start having a team. I've been in business five years and I'm, and you know, I've got this photo shoot and then I'm answering the email and then I'm doing this and that, and I have to do the editing. And, you know, so all of a sudden you can't pay this photographer enough money because he's doing about three hours pre-work and about two hours post-work. And it's like, so he's not getting paid enough. And then so you're right, I should hire someone. And then that fails because you know what? That's another skill set. Don't just run off and say, well, Chris said I should hire someone, but I've never done it before. I don't have a playbook for it. So that's one of the things I'm passionate about is we have a playbook for, you know, creating teams and how to start really small and have success. And then you can have more success and do what you do and then have this little team support you, whether it's three hours this week or six hours next week. So that's a big thing is too many times, I would say 99% of the time, the first year, if you're lucky, it's only the first year, but sometimes it's the first five. You are splitting yourself in so many different directions. It's insane. It really is. It, it's like, it's almost like take a glass of water and instead of taking that glass of water and say, well, I'll have a sip. I'll clean the counter. I can wipe something off here. Like you could do 10 things with that glass of water or you could knock it over and spill it all over the floor. Okay. This is really good stuff. Um, I just want to check back with you where, where you talked about the playbook. Yeah. Uh, I'd be 
because I'm not sure how well that, that term would translate into the UK. Are you talking about having a process for recruiting the right way? Yeah, we have a, for lack of a better word, a manual, which sounds heavy and boring. We have a process in how you, like, you know, I had to learn this is part of being productive. I mean, six years ago when I hired my first team member, you know, virtually, oh my gosh, I feel like the, the job requirement your prime minister would not have met. Like it was just so <laughs> heavy and complicated. And then so like I was trying to hit all the, like do this right and put more and more details in it. And now, you know, the, my assistant a couple months ago needed an assistant and we put uh, a job up and it was like three sentences, 24 hours later, we had a process, we hired somebody and we can't imagine living without her now. And we train all our coaching clients how to do the same thing. So we have a process to effectively hire rock star team members that will allow you in these cases where all of a sudden your time is different. You're like, okay, now I'm going to work from home. Um, and I wasn't planning to, even with that, if you were, if you were somebody navigating from a job to the entrepreneurial lifestyle and you had a little team in place, you could really lean into that team and go, okay, I'm working from home, but now I don't have to work eight hours. I can work five because I've got this team and I could actually now start working more on my business because these things are in place. So any business in the history of the world that was successful on any level had a team and it may be two guys in a garage, but they started with a team and they didn't try to grind it out for five years by themselves. That's the difference. This is absolute gold. So thank you so much, Chris. This has been a fantastic introduction to working efficiently. And I just want to invite you to tell people how they can find you. Well, thank you so much. Well, I do have a podcast as well called Now Your Business. And we're always talking about, hey, what can you do right now for your business? So we we love to do that. Um, I do have the platform, win the hour, win the day. But listen, for your listeners, and it's hot, hot off the press. We just put together a little, like almost treasure chest of a whole bunch of gifts. Um, so they can check it out. And we'll, I'm sure you'll put this in the show notes of yep. www.winthehourwinthedaycom forward slash free dash gift. And if you go there, there is a bunch of stuff that you guys, you know, we normally charge for. You'll be really excited, have some fun with it, but some free gifts there. So check that out. And uh, just get some fun gifts and reach out and tell me you heard me on this wonderful podcast, whether it be on Facebook or LinkedIn. Tell me you heard me here and how lucky I was to, you know, get time to talk to Craig. Yeah, absolutely. And I am happy to confirm that your podcast is fabulous. It's a really good listen. And there's some stellar guests on your show. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening. So I can highly recommend that to listeners. And thank you so much. Do you want to just repeat the website address? Sure. www.winthehourwinthedaycom forward slash free dash gift. Fabulous. Chris Ward, thank you so much for sharing some time to share your wisdom. It's been absolute gold and I've really enjoyed it. It's Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for trusting me with your show. Thank you. I appreciate it's a pleasure. it. <laughs> if you've enjoyed this episode 
and feel you would benefit from joining a community of ambitious, impact-driven, like-minded people, which happens to include many of our guests, then you may wish to consider joining our free Facebook community. Just head over to Facebook, hit the search box, locate the Corporate Escape Plan community, then apply to join by answering the questions. Look forward to seeing you inside.